hello, ladies. Hi, Mel. Dory, are you Hi. joining us today? <laughs> I am. I am. I was waiting for you to introduce yourself. Remember, we're oh. introducing ourselves. Hello, my name is Mel Rafford. Oh, shoot. I wanted to be more anonymous than that. Now anyone could Google me and learn all of my dark secrets. Are we doing this intro to get like these laughs because Mel makes us laugh every time? I mean, Mel always shares too much. This is what happens when I feel awkward. I ramble. <laughs> Sarcasm. That sounds like out. a that sounds like a Hallmark heroine trait, like getting nervous and rambling and saying things they didn't mean to say. Well, I'm I'm currently staying at a farmhouse in my hometown in Maine. So I'm I'm checking all those boxes. I love it. Yeah. So here we are. My name is Mel. <laughs> this is All the Fields Pod, our Hallmark podcast. This is the last one of the Christmas season, most likely. Because we've That's right. to the end of our Christmas premieres and our bracket, our final bracket. But here, why don't I give you guys a moment to introduce yourselves? <laughs> I was going to ask, are you going to offer? I know. She just are kept on going. to us? Well, I am the Beyonce, right? <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Um, I'm Dory. And I'm Erica. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Man. Wait, oh. Erica, we should have introduced ourselves with our destiny's child names i'm dory slash kelly and i'm erica slash michelle <laughs> there we go so and that's zero who that's is zero crying i apologize we're in a fight no mm-hmm. big deal <laughs> <laughs> so it is our final our eighth and final matchup we did it we made it to the end whoever we thought it. we would make it um, it doesn't really I'm exhausted. Feel- Are y'all exhausted? I'm yeah. so tired. So our final matchup was Love Lights Hanukkah on Hallmark versus the Christmas Exchange on Lifetime. So <laughs> do you hear this animal? <laughs> yes, he's singing for your love right now. <laughs> Lord help me. Um, patience. <laughs> so it's our last week and we have movies to talk about. Do you want to start with the first one? Shall we do the which actually aired last week, but yeah, whatever, which was Love, Lights, and Hanukkah. I don't actually, was it on Hallmark or Hallmark Movies and Mysteries? HMM. Hallmark. 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 Yeah. So the synopsis for Love, Lights, Hanukkah is, as Christina prepares her restaurant for Christmas, a DNA test reveals that she's Jewish. The discovery leads her to a new family and a new unlikely romance over eight crazy nights. Starring Mia Kirshner, Ben Savage, and Mary Lou Henner. Were the nights really that crazy? It's a strange. Or is that just a phrase? Eight crazy nights is a phrase. Yeah. I mean, I know yeah. it from Adam Sandler, but I don't know if it was also a thing. I don't think it relates to this movie. You know, <laughs> I don't think it describes this movie is what I'm saying. I mean, it was like eight pleasant nights. Yeah. Or maybe like one troubling night and then seven pleasant nights. <laughs> this movie was pretty deep yeah it was like that was a pretty big storyline that i did not i mean I, I i saw coming but i didn't think hallmark would do it to be honest with you um, yeah and i'm talking about her finding her birth mother in mary lou henner yeah and the whole adoption story well that scene where mary lou came clean i guess or like yeah. where she, so basically Mira Kushner's character, which I think was like Christine, maybe was her name. 
finds out through a DNA test online that she's she's got relatives nearby and she she was adopted when she was a baby by a single mom and she finds out she has relatives nearby she goes to meet them i'm almost like how do you not immediately think what if this is my bio you know what she's but apparently it was like oh it could be distant cousins who knows mm-hmm. which leads us to a heartbreaking scene at a breakfast where mary lou henner realizes that she is her mom, her biological mom. And then you see the moment of that realization and her like panic, I would say, I don't know. And then she has to excuse herself and pull herself together. And I thought that they might continue, like she might not sell her. Like like that might be a plot point where she doesn't tell her for a while, but then she just lets it out. And that scene was like, Heart, but that also was the scene that I like started paying attention. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is different than a lot of other movies." Yeah, and also the fact that she was kind of forced to tell her in front of her other kids. Like to me, I would think that's kind of devastating, also for her kids, because your mom basically didn't tell you this. Yeah, you know, well, and I'm and and I understand her reasoning. She never had a good time, and. Maybe it's something that never came up, but the fact that you had to like break that news to the adopted, um, you know, long lost daughter and your kids at the same time, like, whew, that's a lot to un- unpack right there. Mm-hmm. And then of course, Ben Savage is there to yeah. bear witness, <laughs> you know, family friend just hanging out, but I don't know. what do you think, Dory? Um, it did feel very different than any other I don't know holiday movie they've done I'm not really crazy about how they do adoption stories for Hallmark movies like they're very idealized like she meets her mother at that brunch and that is like a really heart-wrenching scene but like she's just immediately embraced and accepted and her family lives right down the street and then they manage to get in touch with her father and like I just don't know how real that is it's not for people who have been through adoption and that bothers me like I it bothers me I I just want to say like I liked this movie I liked all the people in it I liked the performances I'm glad that we have another Hanukkah movie but like the portrayal of adoption just felt very wrong to me like that's just not when she just drove down the street to their restaurant and like her sister and brother were there like that was just wild to me I don't know like that just kind of like rubbed me the wrong way even though I enjoyed all the people in the movie and like I liked all their scenes together I kind of couldn't get over that portrayal of adoption And I also feel the same way about this movie that I have felt like about all of their other Hanukkah movies, which is like, I work at a cancer center and I work for the website and we, a lot of times write these stories that are called explainers. And it's like when Alex Trebek died, we did an explainer on pancreatic cancer because people want more information when they find out that that's how he died. And so we have all these explainers about different kinds of cancer and different kinds of diseases, whatever. And I just feel like all of these Hanukkah movies are explainers. Yep. 
yep. explainers totally about agree. Hanukkah. It's so stupid. And yeah, I'm just not crazy about that. Like, how many of these explainer movies are we going to do before we just show a Jewish family? Yes. Celebrating Hanukkah. Yeah. 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 It's like in these Christmas movies, we don't explain, you know, right. any kind of religious meaning behind it. They just celebrate and that's it. Like, as soon as they start, I, and it's always like so obvious that they're trying to explain it to you and teach you you know yeah. where it's like so scripted and like hanukkah is and the oil represents like no one talks like that you know what i mean and that's exactly what i said as soon as they started with the menorah i was like when are we going to stop explaining what hanukkah is and just like move past it like it's a tradition that people know and understand yeah yeah so what are we I gonna agree. stop ending the movies with like the Hanukkah convert saying the prayer, <laughs> you know, when I she know. lights the candle. Yeah. Um, that's interesting, Dora. I wasn't really thinking about, it's interesting to me that they made it so she had no family ties left. Like her adopted mother was a single mother who had passed. So there was, it was like they, they were kind of eliminating that side of right the, the, situation it was like well well, there's no one else so she might as well become part of this family and i know that they showed her struggling with like what her mother might think but i don't know it definitely made it easier for them (laughs) to to play this like full-on acceptance and getting to know each other and everything's hunky-dory and i don't know i mean it was interesting the inclusion of the angel statue you know like as a way to like have her mother present i don't know I guess I haven't really unpacked that thought. One thing that was also very unrealistic is that she was, you know, with this Jewish family who were not loud enough and <laughs> she's half Italian, which means she wasn't loud enough either. Like that, if, if a Jewish family was getting together, they'd be 10 times louder. And then you bring on someone that's also half Italian. I'm telling you, you can't hear for days. Well, she definitely over gifted too. I was like, well, that's kind of awkward. Her gifts are very extravagant. Yeah, that was the other thing. It just felt like, why are they, like, they just jumped into the we're one big happy family part of this very quickly. And I would just have to believe that if you have just met your birth family and you had spent an entire life with a different family, that it takes a lot more than a couple conversations where you're like getting to know these people that and then you're like buying them calves tickets i don't know it was just a lot cavaliers dory uh why did they say cavaliers it was so a cavaliers game i know i i literally wrote down i'm like when's the last time i ever called them the cavaliers you've never called them the cavaliers no no one one from cleveland has called them the cavaliers they're the carmel who doesn't know sports we're talking about basketball okay oh okay But you know what also like would have been a big deal and it's a huge thing is Mary Lou Henner calling a man and saying you have a daughter. I know that yeah. was wild too. That was, like, talk- was insane. Yeah. She's like, Hey, how are you? And he's like, so nice to hear from you after all these years. I'm like, or how about, well, you're still alive. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like you went that whole time without telling this man he had a daughter. Like that's and a you also- big deal. And you also went this whole time, like since Facebook was invented and never like looked him up on the sly. I mean, this is a daughter that you gave up in love and say that you thought about every day. Like you never 
thought to think about like where in the world is this man who I had a child with I don't know it just felt uh, it just felt like such an idealized version of adoption it was kind of I mean it was a lot for me can we talk about the cast real quick yeah I have thoughts so Mia Kirshner I don't know if I'm saying her name right the last time I saw her was in the L Word. Did you guys watch the L Word? No. Years ago. Yeah. So I mean, I know she's done a lot of stuff since. I just haven't seen it. I don't know if you remember in the L Word, but her love interest, her boyfriend at the very start of that series was Eric Mabius. Is that how you say his name? Mabius? Oliver O'Toole from Sign Seal Deliver. And mm. they had some very steamy scenes in the L Word. And then I was thinking about Oliver O'Toole and he didn't have a movie this year. We didn't see Eric Mabius, did we? I don't think so. He was missing from our Christmas roster. And I want to know, where is he? I hope he's okay. Maybe 2020 just was too much. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then what did you guys think about Ben Savage as a leading man, Hallmark, as a Hallmark hunk? I think he's, he adds a little bit of humor and fun. I always loved him on Boy Meets World. So were you a Ben or were you a Sean? Um, I had neither. I, I never really had a team between them. I mean, I was more JTT in that, oh uh, yeah, in yep. that time frame. But <laughs> I always loved Ben Savage. I thought he was really funny on that show, like, like dorky funny. And I think he was kind of dorky funny on this too. Yeah, he did seem like a grown up Corey. Yeah, I wow. liked the whole cast. Like, I yeah. thought he was great. I thought that, um, I thought that Mary Lou Henner was great. Like, you know, I mean, those scenes while unrealistic she acted them very well like you know I teared up multiple times Mm -hmm. I thought that she was great um and I really liked Ben Savage and Mia Kirshner together I thought they were really they were like a little bit older you know like it felt like a more adult coupling which was nice it was nice to see that there was less like do you like me? Do you not like me? Mm-hmm. Tension, which I appreciated. Um, I liked the whole cast, to be honest. I liked all the brothers and sisters. I liked her friend that worked at the restaurant. So I was very pleased with the cast for sure. I saw a tweet about Ben Savage. I thought I was like, that's so perfect. I don't know if you know her from your from from Hallmark Twitter, Angela to be pecked. She wrote. I love Ben Savage in this movie so much. He may not have the smolder, but that man could give the best genuine look of adoration, which is true. Like he was like very good at that. He was just was like a very realistic Hallmark hunk. I enjoyed him too. I hope he comes back for more. Angela is great. She's one of our very, very good, very favorite, oldest um, Twitter friends. So perfect description, Angela. We love you. Yeah. So yeah. Glad they're doing the Hanukkah movies. Didn't really knock it out of the park. But it was filmed in, not filmed in, but it took place in Cleveland. And we got lots of Cleveland area references. So someone involved is from Cleveland. I think it was the writer. Did the family live in Shaker? Yes, the family lived in Shaker and she lived in Cleveland. So it hit close to home. Well, I am from Shaker. So that was a cute reference. And also they... um, the family's restaurant was Lenny's Sports Deli, which sure sounded like Corky and Lenny's to us, which is a great, delicious, amazing Jewish deli. Best latkes ever. Yes. I love a potato pancake. Yeah. <laughs> How could you not like a potato pancake? I know. Well, well should we move on? <laughs> I think we've... 
think we've, we've tapped we've out on this enough. Yeah. So on Lifetime, we had pitted it against the Christmas Exchange because we love a house swap movie. This holiday season, Molly Cooper swaps her snow-covered farmhouse for Patrick Kensington's posh London apartment. While enjoying Christmas time in the UK, Molly begins to look forward to every communication with Patrick. Likewise, Patrick finds Molly's warm emails and texts charming and compelling. Sparks fly between them as they get to know each other and fall in love as they live in each other's spaces. Coming home for Christmas Day, Molly is greeted to a new life and a new love. Again, with the giving away the end, right? It's just, yeah. Lifetime, man. Get it together with these synopsis. Um, so what did you think about this movie, Dory? You love, you love, you're a big I, fan of the house thing swap. I do. I am a big fan of the house swap. She kind of annoyed me. Molly kind of annoyed me. She was a lot to take, but I did like all of the aspects of them getting to know each other and like texting and emailing and like he kind of warmed up to her. He was very curmudgeonly at first, especially when she didn't leave the key where she was supposed to leave the key. So he couldn't even get into her place. I liked that there was a dog in this. (laughs) I liked it. It was fine. It was not my favorite of this type of movie, but it kept me entertained. I don't know. What'd you guys think? I enjoyed it. I don't know if I was just blinded by her being in London because damn what I would give to be in London or anywhere really. But I liked it. I liked, I thought I didn't mind her. I thought a, she was like super pretty. (laughs) Like I couldn't stop staring at her cheekbones. Um, She had great clothes too. Yeah. I love her hats. I loved her hats. They're so cute. She had like Um, a million pairs of tiny shorts. It's like, wow. I know. Um, feel the cold on those legs what i appreciate about these movies because it's hard to do is when you think about it these are movies where the two main characters really don't interact on screen until like 90 minutes in so to me i feel like you have to be pretty strong actors to basically carry these scenes yourself like i know they're texting and they're talking but when you're acting you're not bouncing off somebody um, like on camera. It's just you. So I do think that's always a, a feat that I appreciate. Basically the writers too. The writers have to be strong and making sure the script is strong that these people can carry it off. You know, I mean like, it, yeah, I don't think it was like my favorite of the season, but I liked it. I liked him. I loved the neighbors. I thought the neighbors were so cute. Um, her neighbors in, in yeah. Connecticut um they were so adorable and sometimes it was a little like non-believable when you know she's just bumping into her basically role model at the publishing house but aren't and all her father's ones? like best friend yeah at the pub. like the one yeah the one. To. yeah yeah which i mean maybe that could be believable if it's like a little pub that has just been on the same block forever and that's where he grew up sure no i i liked it i thought it was cute mel well i was just shocked and odd i had no idea that when michelle from gilmore girls walked on screen i was like he's in this i was excited anyone from gilmore girls in a cast i'm on board (laughs) um but this movie to me it i had to warm up to it i was hating it at first Uh, i just felt that yeah she was kind of get she was kind of grating on me 
and I was annoyed that she forgot the keys. And then I was like, who's taking care of this dog? Like they both just flew multiple hour flights and the dog was just sitting there. I don't know. I'm like, who's walking this dog? But then by the end of it, I was charmed by it. I don't know. Yeah, I really liked the end. Yeah. Post-it notes and stuff. I liked that. I don't know if it was just that I was like drinking while I was watching it. So (laughs) by the end, I was just feeling cozier. But uh, I think I liked it when the lead guy started to kind of like warm up more and stop. He was like, he wasn't as curmudgeonly. He started hanging out with the neighbors and like having jam sessions and (laughs) and, um, just like kind of embracing it more. I I started to enjoy it more. I got a kick out of the part where she like was like, oh, it doesn't seem like a fair trade because he had like a really nice flat in London. It's like, but you gave him a Connecticut farmhouse, like a giant house. It was huge. It was huge. I know there were like horses on the property. Yeah. Seems like a fair trade to me. Who do you guys know what this lead, the lead guy is from? Rainbow Sun Bronx is his name. I might've said that wrong. Um, No, but he's cute. He's very cute. I really liked him. And the lie that when we got to the part where he, so he flies. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that was the major flaw of this movie. I agree. Where he, so he fly, he's in Connecticut, but he has got to go back to London for his coworkers wedding. So he flies back. He decides to surprise her, which I don't understand why he wouldn't just say, Hey, I'm like, if they were that good friends but whatever and when he goes to surprise her she's having an emotional moment and she's like not very friendly at first so he lies and pretends to be someone else pretends to be a friend of himself which to me was so weird because i didn't understand why he did it in the first place it seemed like a very strange thing to do and then like there was so many moments where he could have just told the truth and they could have laughed at it and it just kept going and going i don't it just didn't seem it was stressful it was stressful, but I understand they needed something to give it some sort of drama in the middle. Yeah. I also liked when they got in that fight and then I was like, where's he going to go? He lives here. And she's yeah. like, get out of your house. I'm like, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It was, the lie was stressful. I didn't, I didn't need it so much, but I guess it was, so we had that lovely ending where she comes home and he's left her post-it notes around the yeah. house. That was sweet. And he's like, I'm here in your backyard, which was could have ended very poorly for him. I um, also laughed when, you know how he like went, he got away because he wanted to write this novel. Like he was yeah. all about it. <laughs> yeah. And then he's just like, I can't do this. And then the guy, the, the neighbor said, like, you're really good at numbers. He's like, I'm going to write a finance book. And I'm like, yeah. oh my, how boring can you get, dude? I, I know. Laugh. It's lowering, you gotta lower that bar. I know. <laughs> you like went from a novel to a finance book. Okay. What did you guys think about? So, like, in talking to, so she, her parents died when she was young and she was raised by her grandmother. So, in talking to her father's friend that she happens upon at a bar, she finds out that the story of the way her parents met was false. Like, the grandmother told a fake story to her all of these years. And she's like very conflicted about that. I don't know. It felt weird to me that scene. Where is it just like a lesson that romance isn't real? I don't know. <laughs> well, I think I think that's as her character, someone who longed for romance. I think it just shot her down and put her in that depression of you know I'm not going to meet my British Prince Charming because it's not as simple as what happened with my parents. I thought it was more like because she didn't have them. Like, if you don't have them, you hold on to the stories of them, right? So, like, 
she probably became very attached to the story of how they met and likewise every story that she was told about her parents because she didn't have them so then to find out that like one of the stories isn't true or was based on a lie whatever like i can see how that would be upsetting for a little while i don't know if it would like send you into a full tailspin but you know i think that when all you have left of someone is the stories of them like it must suck to learn that one isn't true even if it's not a big deal it's still like a bummer Hmm. here's what's kind of a bummer is that we had such a good season of movies but this last matchup yeah you know neither of them were like i like i didn't hate either of them but i didn't like love either of them either they were both kind of like eh, they happened well as expected because you know we can't they can't all be like last week where we were (laughs) Couldn't even pick, you guys. So what are we going to choose? Final what's bracket. Your, what's your vote for? Closing the season. Mel, you pick. My vote is for the Christmas exchange. Because at least it gave me some charm at the end. I felt some romantic rom-com feels. Where Love, Light, and Hanukkah, Love, Light's Hanukkah gave me like a couple good scenes. But I don't know. I, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. Um, I'm fine with the Christmas exchange. I honestly have them both kind of on a similar level i would have picked the christmas exchange too i just feel it was a little more lively maybe and fast and whereas sometimes in hanukkah it was just dragging for me so what a bummer final pick we did it i know but now is the fun part Mm -hmm. yeah let's um let's pick a winner now we get to pick a winner 2020 Now now we have to remember all these movies that we have watched okay So our first week was Jingle Bell Bride versus Christmas Unwrapped. That's Bride on Hallmark, Unwrapped on Lifetime. And we advanced Jingle Bell Bride. God, that feels like 10 years ago. I know. Uh, We are pitting that against, we did a bracket between Christmas in Vienna on Hallmark and the Christmas Doctor on Hallmark uh, Murders and Mysteries. Hallmark movies and mysteries. I say it wrong every time. Gentle murders. Yes, gentle. Okay, and then we advance the Christmas Doctor. So we have Jingle Bell Jingle Bell Bride versus the Christmas Doctor. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm for the Christmas Doctor. I don't know about you guys. Oh no. I think I liked Jingle Bell Bride. I think oh, I liked right. Jingle Bell Bride too. Oh good. I just. Go for it. Jingle Bell Bride. I don't feel that strongly about it, but I did like Jingle Bell Bride a lot. Okay. Moving over to... What? Those rare exotic Jingle Bell flowers. (laughs) You were so excited for them, Mel. I know. (laughs) Okay, now we had uh, Dory's favorite Christmas Yule blog. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, that was Mel's favorite. No. On Lifetime, that went up against Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater. We advanced Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater. That will be facing either a Nashville Christmas Carol versus The Christmas House, which was a very tough week for us. We picked The Christmas House. So The Christmas House versus Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater. Let me bring up a point that friend of the pod, Kevin, made about a Christmas house. He had a great observation 
that the Christmas house basically had a male lead when you think about it, because we didn't even see the female until 20 minutes into the movie he mentioned. And it was, it was very much based around the male, the the guy. Yeah. It was like two male leads because it was like the guy and his brother. Yeah. Yeah. But that's interesting. I I didn't even, we didn't even discuss that, but that's That's very different. That is very different. Way to go, Kevin. All right. So never kiss, a, <laughs> never kiss a man in a Christmas sweater versus the Christmas house. I'm picking the Christmas the house. The Christmas house. For yeah, sure. For sure. Okay. That was a great movie. It I remember really it fondly. Was. I know. Moving right along. Dear Christmas on Lifetime. Was that with Melissa Joan Hart? That was. Yeah. Yes. Versus USS Christmas on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Dear Christmas went on. That will face either the Christmas setup on Lifetime or oh it's got no a chance. sugar, a sugar and spice <laughs> holiday. We advanced sugar and spice holiday. So we have Dear Christmas versus Sugar and Spice. I mean, holiday. we know where this is going. Yes. Sugar, sugar and spice. Sugar and spice, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Then we go to Christmas and Evergreen 4 versus Christmas Ever After. We moved Evergreen up. Then we had this last weekend, a Christmas exchange versus love lights Hanukkah. We moved a Christmas exchange. So we have Christmas and evergreen four versus a Christmas exchange. I mean, <laughs> evergreen and evergreen. Yeah. Bells, yes. bells, bells are ringing. Bells, bells are still bracket. ringing. Yeah. Still ringing. All right, guys. Now this is, this is where it gets hard. Final four. Yeah. Okay. We have jingle bell bride versus sugar and spice. Sugar and spice. Yeah, sugar and spice. Mm, okay, me too. I agree. One for the ages. Lifetime winning that now round. We, now we have the Christmas house versus Christmas in Evergreen. That's a hard one. Oh, man. Oh, man. I know. I think my vote is for the Christmas house. I think mine's there too. I was going to say that too. All right. I mean, they're both great, though. They're both they great. Both great. Well, this is going to be hard. All right. Sugar and Spice Holiday versus The Christmas House. The Ooh, final two. Oh, no. The final two. This is it? So this, this is, is the, it. The, decide the winner. This will declare our winner. So it's Sugar and Spice Lifetime. Versus Christmas, Christmas House, House Hallmark. Hallmark. Yep. And, and, you know, big movie for Hallmark. That's a really hard choice. Yes. That makes... It gives me a little bit of indigestion. <laughs> it's... Mel, Mel's popping tubs over I there. Am, I am. Take it. I can't take the stress. Yeah. Because those are both deserving movies. That's hard. I know. Neither of us want to be the first one to talk. I can tell. Uh, I'll be the first one. All right. Go for it, Erica. Oh, no. Oh, God. I really love Sugar and Spice. But... I think I'm going to go with the Christmas house because I was just so giddy when that movie came out and when we talked about it. So I'm remembering my feelings, how I was that weekend. I'm going with the Christmas house. I love those brothers. That was my favorite part of the movie was their fun banter. And I just, I really enjoyed it, but I will say sugar and spice. I will rewatch in the years to come. It was wonderful too. Dory, should I go? 
Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to leave you in a tiebreaker position. <gasps> and I apologize. I know this isn't fair to you. <laughs> but I'm going sugar and spice. But I love The Christmas House. I agree with everything you just said, Erica. That movie was a joy to watch. Um, it was a joy to talk about. But so is Sugar and Spice. Also a joy to watch and a joy to talk about. It's hard. I mean, I'd be happy with either. Me too. So. Sugar and Spice... Just had a lot, so much fun. And also the main, all the main, the main of it all. Yeah. Home State, Cardi Wong, <laughs> Meemaw, or whatever her name was. Meemaw. <laughs> Meemaw. Meemaw and her rolling pin. Oh. Meemaw. I think it was, I was Nima, right? Nema. Nema. Meemaw. Well, Dory, whoever you pick, you're not going to offend anyone because I would be fine with either of these two winning. Yeah. Um, I think this is a really hard choice. Um, I really liked both movies. I'm going to have to go with Sugar and Spice, and here's why. The one thing that I wasn't crazy about in the Christmas house was that the main romance, the like Robert Buckley romance with like the childhood friend I thought was like underdeveloped a little bit. Like I would have liked that kind of relationship to be a little bit stronger. And I just loved the coupling in sugar and spice. Like they were so cute together and fun together, but I loved all of these, you know, yeah, I totally, I, I think we have a, a, a wonderful winner and our winner is a sugar and spice holiday from Lifetime. Lifetime for the win. And just to let you know on my gr- bracket that I made, I didn't even have it picking, Advancing. going through the first round. Well, it had a, you sugar know, spice. it had a strong first bracket matchup. So that could have gone either way, really. Yes. Now, if there's any, if there was any movie on the bracket that you would would have liked to advance but got knocked out, what would it be? Uh, I think mine was the Christmas setup on Lifetime. Yeah, with I think Grand about Russia. that a lot too. That one was delightful. Yeah, I agree with that. That matchup was damn near impossible, to be honest. Yeah, and also like Catch Me on a Different Day, I would have thought differently about sugar and spice versus christmas house like i loved them both and i think i'll watch them both a lot and christmas ever after too yes that was so good too on a different yeah, week on a different bracket and a different year that could have yeah swept ay 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 and a national christmas carol i loved that too can't forget about oh, Winona. what a year guys what a year i know who knew 2020 would suck in every way possible except for TV Christmas movies? <laughs> <laughs> I know. God, man. Could have been very different. Did any of you see The Christmas Carousel this past? Our, yeah, the Dory, Rachel Bo- Dory loves a carousel. The Rachel Boston movie, and she also loves Rachel Boston. So I haven't. Angel. No, I haven't watched it yet. Well, that movie wouldn't have advanced in our bracket i'll say that (laughs) but that movie is so bananas so rachel boston and her father have a have a family business where they restore carousels and so they get hired by a royal family in some country far away to revitalize their 100 year old carousel whatever it doesn't matter the point is that movie ends 
with a, a grown man in full prince regalia riding a carousel alone like sitting on the horse and making a wish because it's a wishing horse it's like a wishing horse and he wants to make a wish to get her to come rachel boston to come back to him oh, so Lord. he's sitting on a horse going i'm wishing i'm wishing and then at the <laughs> end of the movie when they kiss they're on the carousel and the carousel starts moving and so then they go by the camera again and by the camera again and they're still kissing as the thing is moving they're just like staying lip locked as the carousel moves oh and it is bananas like that is a movie that's like you would see a parody and be like yeah we deserve that you know <laughs> it's Woo. like the parody but i highly still i still recommend it <laughs> i still recommend it. All right. give it a watch it deserves parody it was hilarious and also rachel boston is you know she's just too charming man too charming she can't be in a stinker not yeah, possible she's- She's delightful. Oh my gosh. I just, there was just so much to get through, like not even on Hallmark or Lifetime. I don't know. What do you guys want to talk about? Let's talk about something fun. I'll tell you what I've been doing this Christmas season, throwing it back to an, uh, a previous bracket winner. Yeah. That every night when I put Calvin to bed, we listen to the song, It's Christmas Eve by Leanne to bed. Because it is such like a great kind of lullaby song. And it's That's like, really that that. I know every night and it, it like kind of winds you down. So I've been listening. I've been jamming out to Leanne Rhymes. <laughs> I've been listening because of um, inspired by Christmas Ever After. I've been listening to the Oklahoma soundtrack a lot or the Broadway show, especially when I walk the dog. So, which is an interesting contrast because it's like, we just had a snowstorm here. So I'm usually walking him in a snowsuit, like through <laughs> piles of snow. And I'm just like, do, 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 do. I don't know, like hopping along, doing the two-step to Oklahoma. Something I recently realized, I don't know, this is like the dumbest thing. I'm sorry. But like, do you know the song from that Oklahoma? It's called um, The Surrey with the Fringe on Top. Uh-huh. So I've listened to this song a million times and I always just assumed a surrey was like a pond what fringe was like pond mold or whatever lily pads i don't know i don't know this is the dumbest like just the other day i was listening to it i was like actually listening to the lyrics instead of just bopping along and i was like what are they talking about so i googled it and the surrey is a carriage the carriage yeah and so and now i listen to it i'm like how did i think this was anything but a carriage like have you is- watched the movie though i've never seen the movie and it's like oh how is- you should oh. watch the movie they're in a carriage how is my <laughs> brain well thinks they're swimming in a pond how is my head. brain so broken that i thought <laughs> there's no there's nothing about anything in the lyrics that would ever make you think they're out okay. in a rowboat on a pond i don't know what my problem is you interpreted I mean, they the way started out but they started out by saying what do they say like chicks and ducks and geese that's probably why you thought it was a pond you know what dory thanks for validating me <laughs> yeah because that makes me feel better if why yeah. not take you out in the surrey yeah, I think that's the first lines of the song. So it makes sense that you would think it was a pond, but you should uh, watch the movie and you'll get some context as to what they're doing. <laughs> Always good to have context. If you want a musical in your life, check out Dolly's Christmas on the Square on Netflix. It I haven't watched cute. it. It was good. Dolly is a gem. She's effing adorable. And I mean, some of it was a little overdone, but I don't care. It's Dolly. 
And the dancing, it was, it was directed by Debbie Allen. So the dancing was on point. Dolly's an angel at some point in that movie, right? She's an angel. Yeah. The whole time. Oh, I got to watch. I think I'm going to watch it on Christmas Eve. So I have a question for you guys. So did you see Hallmark out of the kindness of their hearts? On Christmas Day, they're doing commercial free. They're going commercial free all day. Wow. I know. And just playing their movies. Now, I know we've talked about this before. What movies do you recommend? Like what what movies from that? We always talk about like, oh, I'm totally going to rewatch that. I'm totally going to rewatch that. Like what ones do you actually end up rewatching? Like what are the ones that when you see that they're on, you're going to sit and let it ride no matter what? Hmm. I have to think of some titles in my head. Do you have any? Yeah, I'll go first because, of course, I've been pondering this. Um, the ones that I revisit, and that surprisingly, like, are ones that I would never have thought the first time I saw them. But then, for some reason, I find them very comforting. From last year, 2019, Holiday for Heroes. I watch. I must have watched it ten times this year, which is the one. I feel like it was Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, and it was. The, the guy who always plays a veteran, whose name I always forget, Mark Lumkist. Mark Lucas. You correct me every single time. <laughs> I can never remember it. And he gets a, he's a soldier and hit one of his people in his platoon. I've terrible, I don't know words, but <laughs> gives him some coffee that his sister, his sister runs a coffee company and says, here's some coffee for my sister. He writes to the sister to thank her for the coffee. They start writing back and forth. And then he ends up getting stationed near her coffee shop. So he goes and starts to like romance her while she is trying to organize this like event, this Holiday for Heroes event. And I don't know what it is about that movie, but I love it. And I watch it constantly whenever it's on. I also watch A Veteran's Christmas, which isn't even that good, but there's like a cute dog reunion at the end. And it's just like, gets me every time. And there's a, there's a, uh, an actress from Degrassi Junior High who plays like the wrong girl. And I really appreciate that. Um, the other ones are The Christmas Card, which is another veteran. Uh, Very Merry Mix-Up, which is Ashley Witt, which I love. Alicia Witt. Alicia Witt, yeah. And then The Christmas Ornament, which is a Dory favorite with Kelly Martin. And then Christmas with Holly is my absolute, I think, one of my favorites. And those are the ones that I seek out constantly. One that I think from this year is One Royal Holiday. I've watched like three or four times now. That was a good one too. I really recommend that one. I'm trying to think what I watch year after year. I really love Miss Christmas a lot. Um, Is that the tree one? Yeah, that's the tree one. It also has that Mark guy in it. Yeah, Mark Lucas is in that and Brooke D'Orsay, who I love. Um, I always watch The Christmas Ornament, like you mentioned. Window Wonderland and Trading Christmas, I try and find. Like, I seek those out and try and watch because they don't always play them on the Hallmark Channel, which is annoying. But I find a way to watch those every year. Um, I think it's called Love You Like Christmas, with Bonnie Somerville and Brennan Elliott. I love that one. I've watched that a million times. That's the one where she gets stuck in this town in Ohio and yes. he is a Christmas tree farmer. One that I really liked last year that I don't even know if we talked about it. it I think it was on the bracket. It was like late in the season. I don't think it was on the bracket actually. Was 
it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas with Trisha Helfer and Eric Mabius, where they are rival mayors of neighboring towns. Oh, yeah. I love that movie, and I think it is, like, underrated. It was so funny (laughs) and really well-written. I have surprisingly watched that a number of times since last year. Um, I just watched it last week again. It's so good. And I would encourage, like, I think it was one of those that was just in the wasteland mm-hmm. last season where it's, like, really close to Christmas and you're kind of tapering off or whatever. I would encourage everyone to go watch it again. It's really, really good. I love it. What about highs and lows from the season? This season? Yeah. Well, I never even made it through Yule blog. <laughs> Yule Blog was a low for me, too. Um, CCB's movie was a low for me. CCB movie, yeah. that was a low. That was, getting through that was a struggle. I hated that The movie. nerve, yeah. <laughs> Some highs were definitely all of the gay romances. Even the side characters, the front, like, the fact that they probably, that they said the word gay on Hallmark <laughs> was a high. Did they say the word gay? I, you know what? I say that and now I'm like, wait, did they? But they must have, right? I don't yes. think so. They must have. They must have. Could we have gone through the Christmas house without saying the word gay? I don't know, but they did kiss. So yeah, yeah. Which, that's a big deal. Yeah. And all the, I mean, let's talk about Christmas and Evergreen 4. Yeah. Who got their moment the, oh, finally. Well, and the finally. sister. And the twin sisters. Oh, Yeah. The Cooper sisters? The Cooper sisters were definitely a high. Delightful. It was a strong year. It was just nice to see uh, continued improvements where diversity is concerned. I know. Who, who thought we'd be sitting here at, with all of the turmoil of last year where we were like, we give up. They're never going to change. And here we are. They're trying. They're trying. Yeah. And also the they fact that they, that they pulled this off in a pandemic. Yeah, that's you know? very true. Like, and they did it safely and smart. And, you know, people are working, which is great. So people get I paid. will say that I feel like Hallmark had a stronger year overall. Mm-hmm. But when Lifetime fires on all cylinders, they fire on all cylinders. Like yeah. the Christmas setup, Christmas Ever After, Sugar and Spice those knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there there were a lot of um, questionable Lifetime movies, but like when they're on it, they're on it. And that is, I really commend them for that. Like those movies remind me why we wanted to put them on the bracket too, you know? Yeah. I mean, they're still miles ahead of the game, in the game of diversity and inclusion and just stories just the fact that they had those interstitials where they were like, hey, meet our creators behind these stories was them thinking ahead in a way that I think Hallmark was lacking. Like, like they should have done something like that. Feels like Hallmark is still working on being um, transparent. <laughs> the wall still is up a little bit, but it's coming down. We speculate. All we can do is speculate on the mothership. And now it's time to make up and watch all the shows we've been neglecting I for know. so many weeks. I know at the end of this, we usually try to, for everyone that's about to embark on a Hallmark list, once these, once everything ends, what are some things that you recommend that might give people some joy? You got anything? Uh, the Prom on Netflix. My God, I loved The Prom. So fun and just puts you in a good mood. Yeah, I have no recommendations. I've only been watching these movies. <laughs> 
What about your booze of choice? You know, I've been, I've just been drinking a lot of Jack Daniels during this <laughs> pandemic, like a sort, all, all kinds, the, the spicy one, the apple one, the honey one, the regular, um, which is funny because Jack Daniels was my father's favorite drink. So I guess it is in my genes. <laughs> Couldn't get yeah. away from it. But yeah, I don't have any, like, I literally haven't watched anything not Christmas related. Um, so I, I wish I had something to recommend. I don't. I can say that I'm really excited to watch Virgin River season two and Bridgerton, both on Netflix at the end of the week. Yeah. Well, I would recommend a couple things that I have have been filling my hours so I don't know if I've mentioned that I've now listened to every single Sweet Magnolia book. There's 11. Oh, yeah? You made I your way through? The series. I completed the series. Mel, do you sleep, Mel? Well, I also drove cross country, so I had time. I also That's walked true. the dog a lot. <laughs> it's like the thing I like to do the most. Um, I wouldn't wholeheartedly recommend the Sweet Magnolia books, but it, when I ran out, I was forced to seek out something else. And what I came across because of my love of Christmas with Holly, which is one of my favorite Hallmark Christmas movies, I found out that it was based on a book called Christmas Eve at Friday Harbor. So I looked that up and that is a series, the Friday Harbor series. It's by Lisa Claypass. And there's what I discovered is that there's like three or four more books that talks about the other brothers in the family. So now I've listened to two of more of those and they're pretty, pretty great. I mean. There's a lot of like magic stuff that I wasn't expecting, but there's like <laughs> ghosts and stuff. But I highly recommend those, the Friday Harbor series. Um, I listened to the audiobook version. And then there's also a podcast that is hosted by Jaleel White from Steve Urkel fame, from Family Matters fame, um, also from Camp Cucamonga fame. He has started a podcast called Ever After with Jaleel White where he interviews his former child star friends and they just kind of talk about what that experience was like, like child's, former child star to child star. Oh, Has I he talked to that. CCB? He hasn't talked to CCB yet, but he, the one I listened to first was Raven Simone and it was oh. great. Oh, I love Raven. Yeah, she's great. And they talk about their very complicated relationship with Bill Cosby and yeah. Um, he he has talked to Danica McKellar, which I know she's not in good standing with us currently, but um Oh, I'm looking at the yeah. sorry to interrupt. I'm looking no. at the lineup. He she he's interviewed Melissa Joan Hart, mm-hmm. Maya yeah. Bialik, Kiki Palmer, Brian Austin Green. Mm-hmm. So oh, these are good. I'm totally gonna get into this, Mel. Yeah, me too. That sounds awesome. It's great. So I I've only had time to listen to Raven Simone, but it was great. It was strong, a great listen. That's what I would recommend. Ever after. Light. Good luck, Jaleel, with the podcasting. What Good a life. Mm-hmm. What a life. I um, can't wait for him to interview CCB because he will, because they're friends. Yes. Well, Camp Cucamonga, man. Instagram yes. all the time. I need all of that Camp Cucamonga insider information. Oh. So hopefully she'll she'll have time. Maybe after the Christmas season, she'll have time. To, yeah, it's, uh, her, it's her busy season, much yeah. like Santa. <laughs> yeah. she'll put those headbands away and uh put those headphones on for the podcast yeah <laughs> so she i'll tell you that lady works hard like yeah. she hustles she hustles she is always selling something and you know yeah. what i'm never mad at it every no. time she tries to sell me 
face wash or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, hmm, maybe I should try it. Face wash. <laughs> she's got like a kindness brand. She's got like Jesus she's got brand. Bibles. She's she's we're doing her workouts. They got a wine business. She's got a wine. I was shocked about the wine business when she like revealed that. I was like, how you got time for to make wine? I know. I don't know. She's got stuff. And she's got probably 10 more Aurora Tea Gardens coming our way soon. <laughs> it's like their main mystery. Yeah. I wonder if she's writing letters to Lori Laughlin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably checking not. In, checking in with Aunt Yikes. 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 I do. I have started watching Virgin River season two. I don't want to give any spoilers, of course, but I do want to say Lori Laughlin's beta husband from Garage Sale Mysteries, RIP. We miss you. We love you. But Steve Basic makes an appearance on Virgin River season two. I was Ooh. excited to see it, but man, it was evil Steve Basic. <laughs> so buckle in for Virgin River season two. It is a ride. Can't wait. I don't know, man. I feel like I have talked to death. I got nothing else. I'm tapped out. Me either. Off season, guys, and we we did it. And my favorite part of it all is getting to see you guys weekly. See with quotes via Zoom. <laughs> Aww. Weekly chats. Our fireside chats. I look forward to them. Well, they're over. Sorry. <laughs> Bye. Nice knowing you. See you spring fling. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a long episode, so congratulations to whoever made it to the end. Yeah. Thank you for listening, and thank you for uh, sticking with us all holiday season. Yeah, and have happy holidays to you and your families. Yes. Congratulations to Sugar and Spice. Mm-hmm. And I have just one more question for you guys. What's that? If I was to end with a song, what song should I end it with? What should be our outro music? Last year it was um, the Doris Day song that they had that oh. unfortunate toy land that they had a very unfortunate slow dance to. Uh, what should it be? Like, if I had my druthers, I'd find that Snow Globe song from Evergreen. But I don't know if I can find that, find that on iTunes. You know, that's, we wish you some Snow Globe wishes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, none of the songs in Nashville Christmas Carol really stuck out. Mm-hmm. Should just be Surrey with the fringe on top. Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. Makes that's no the sense. Only, that's the only way to end this. Mm. Very uh, Christmassy. Very seasonal. Well, thanks, friends. Happy holidays. See you, see you later. Bye. See you next. See you next round. Bye. Next year. Bye. White horses in the slickest gig you ever see. Lands. Chicks and ducks and geese better scurry When I take you out in the Surrey When I take you out in the Surrey With the fringe on top Watch that fringe, see how it flutters When I drive and I step and strutter